Hello, my name is Tom, and this is Social Distance Warrior. Is that what I usually say at the beginning? Oh, my name is Tom. You know, it's... Oh, no, I usually say, hi, welcome to Social Distance Warriors. Yeah. And then I say my name, which is Tom. And then I say... We're not experts. That we're not experts. And then sometimes I say the date. And it's July 20th in the year 2022. Um, and then... Pretty, pretty good for being about a month uh, since we last recorded. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. <laughs> Sort of the muscle podcast muscle memory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I know from uh, our text message interactions before we started recording that you are in your house that is hopefully not uh, at an unbearable temperature. Yeah, but you haven't said who you are. You haven't. Did you? Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Well, I'll not only say who I am, but I'm not recording from my usual um, uh, place of residence. I'm Rat. Uh, And tonight I am dog sitting, so I am recording from uh, Coco the dog and Spike the cat's uh, very nice house. Okay, cool. And, you know, even your quote-unquote regular place of recording was still a relatively new one, and now now you vacated it. That's true. I I have not used this microphone uh, in that place yet because it is is brand new. Brand new microphone. Um, tell um, tell Tell me what's new. Tell me what's up. Well, I guess one thing is new is that I have now played, not all the way, but I have now played some of a Kingdom Hearts game, which has not been the case since we last recorded. Yeah, previously you were um, you were kind of a co-pilot for someone else who was playing them, right? Yes. Although, to be fair, I did pilot gummy ship missions. Oh, right, I think you mentioned this. In, yes. the, in the game. So however much credit that, that gives me. I have since uh, purchased Game Boy Advance Chain of Memories or my Game Boy Advance from a secondhand video game store. And played that. <laughs> is this the one where um, Axel says, commit it to memory? This is, yes. He says, commit it to memory instead of his iconic, uh, got it memorized. Yeah, Because yeah. this is, I guess, the the original kind of version of the game. And I that didn't make it to the remake. Yeah, yeah. So the, the um, so his, his catchphrase is, commit it to memory. And, or, well, I mean, his catchphrase is something in Japanese that has been translated to English as, <laughs> Got it memorized. Yeah. But um, I guess when they were translating that game, they hadn't yet translated Kingdom Hearts 2. So I guess the people who were making the decision in Kingdom Hearts 2 as to how it would be translated. A truly iconic catchphrase, honestly. Got it memorized. <laughs> they So they, they went with the uh, more less. I feel like it's less less attitude. Commit it to memory. Yeah, it's a different sort of tone uh, for for Axel. Less less playful. I've been in some of the, I guess, Kingdom Hearts forums where people were posting about Chain of Memories versus Re Chain of Memories with all the fun sort of kind of forum culture um, and and people there were sort of saying like, oh, you know, in the uh, original version, Axel seems so much more like intense and serious. Uh, and then in the in the remake, because also the Game Boy version, like it's not voiced, mm. but the remake, they have voiced lines. It's like, oh, he didn't sound at all like I expected him to sound. And he looks so, so much more like uh, less of a villain kind of a thing. Mm. I have been on uh, Kingdom Hearts forums because the copy of Chain of Memories that I got is suffering from a common Game Boy problem, which is the internal battery is dead, and so it can't save. Yeah, yeah. 
And there were a few solutions to this. I looked deep within my heart and decided I cannot be a Game Boy like mechanic. I I cannot become that person. Well, you know I'm that person, right? I know you are that person. <laughs> and if you're interested in uh doing rehabilitation on a loved copy of a cartridge of Pain of Memories, please let me know. But the the path, I guess two two paths I've decided to go down are how does speed running chain of memories work that's that's the one path um i started down and two um i downloaded a video video game game boy advance emulator on my computer Hmm. which really for a variety of reasons is probably how i'm actually gonna play through the game because i am not a game boy mechanic i have not modified my game boy advance to be backlit and i am 27 years old and <laughs> it's bad to look at and bad to sort of uh, be playing on a game boy advance for that amount of time playing on the computer is much better even though the um the graphics you can really emulate it like you can really see like it's kind of some of the quality gets lost in that distortion by the process of being emulated. So I liked being able to kind of see the source, but I will, I will for the most part, I, I think, be, be playing on the computer and probably returning my cartridge to the video game store. One thing you can also do is you can purchase a, are you familiar with a flash cartridge? No. A flash cartridge is basically like a little fake Game Boy cartridge or Game Boy Advance. Well, it is a real cartridge, but it ha- instead of having a game on it, it has a little SD card slot where you can put ROMs in it and then play whatever ROMs you have on your actual Game oh Boy. Oh my god, okay. Yeah, that is that is one of the major ways I um I have been playing games on my Game Boy Advance. In some cases, I've just taken games that I actually already have perfectly fine and functional copies of and been like, you know what, I just don't feel like switching out the cartridge. So I'll, I'll, I'll load up a bunch of ROMs on a flash cart. And- does it then, being um, back on the gaming device, does it then kind of like look normal, for lack of a better word? Like, does it still look like it's being emulated or does it kind of fit the device again it it fits the device in fact it's 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 not being emulated yeah because it's being played on the original hardware so as far as your game boy is concerned it's playing an actual cartridge because instead of getting the file from a cartridge with just that one game on it it's getting the file from a cartridge that has lots of games on it so yeah it's it's not subject to some of the oddities of emulation yeah okay that's that okay maybe a third a third path has opened <laughs> for me i i definitely want to swap my game boy advance for either one that is backlit or an sd or you know something uh better yeah if, if i'm gonna commit to playing more on this device well you know I, i've been thinking recently about the game boy advance and about how i very badly miss its presence in the video gaming space where if you were a game developer and you had like this big game franchise, like whether it's you know Final Fantasy or Sonic the Hedgehog or Kingdom Hearts or Metal Gear Solid or, or like you have a big series of games that you make, then at some point you're going to make a little side game that is played on the Game Boy Advance that has pixelated graphics and is your attempt to like build out some kind of version of of the experience for that series but in a different format with different constraints and like a a, a style of graphics that i find cute and charming and that doesn't have to happen anymore because like the distinction between consoles and portable game devices is now moot and just 
as a result of like the software landscape now if you're making a side game like that what you're probably going to do is you're going to make a mobile game that's going to be you know a, a very different sort of experience than the kind of experience that I'm waxing nostalgic about um yeah it's often designed to like pump people for money so yes there are no microtransactions in well there are no for the player microtransactions in uh, chain of memories i this was a real test of like putting putting to the test uh i i have said and believe that 358 over two days and chain of memories are my two favorite kingdom hearts games and playing and replaying and before i realized you could skip some of the cutscenes in my copy of chain of memories uh that cannot save and you know you lose the mm. file every time you turn off the game boy so having to see repeatedly <laughs> many of the same uh tutorial and or cutscene interactions especially with mysterious figure marluxia who you fight a bit in a forced lose <laughs> tutorial mm. the game is so like well suited to the device that it is on in a way that like yeah kind of like what you're saying where it's like now it's sort of like can you fit a game onto a device versus like what making a game it's like oh what is the game boy advance good at Mm. um and and going from there because it's really well suited to kind of like, okay, we, we can't have a lot of characters on screen. So Sora's friends aren't going to be kind of like on screen all the time. They're going to be cards. We're, we're good at cards. <laughs> um, so let's do, you know, let's do a lot of that and kind of make that like what is represented in kind of like the overworld where you're walking through. It's something that could be so like bland and and kind of some of the Kingdom Hearts people in my life who don't really enjoy the game kind of think of it as a little like, well, it's, you know, not as visually interesting as some of the Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2, but it's like working exactly with the space that it has and the like medium that it has. I think it did a very good job i um i've also been on my own gamer journey uh since last we recorded oh yeah was this um well i guess i'll let you um segue into that but before we do that can i read to you game boy advance games that were made for the shrek franchise i suppose i can't stop you (laughs) okay because no one like nobody asked for this no one asked me to read it no one asked the makers of sort of the shrek franchise to do this but boy, did they make Shrek 2, Shrek 2 Beg for Mercy, Shrek Castle in the Castle, Shrek Wreaking Havoc, Shrek Smash and Crash Racing, Shrek Super Slam, Shrek Swamp Cart Speedway, and Shrek the Third hmm. for Game Boy Advance. Were these THQ games? I don't know what that means. That was just a game publisher <laughs> who <laughs> published a lot of games of that ilk during the time. And just something about it seems THQ-ish to me, but I don't know. <laughs> hmm. I don't have any opinions about Shrek video games. <laughs> I, I've, I've literally never um, played one, but um, one of my friends was like at a video game museum that had sort of different gaming devices kind of on display, including the Game Boy Advance. And it was a Shrek game that they like chose and selected to kind of be representative of like, here's what a Game Boy Advance cartridge looks like. Mm. 
Interesting. Okay. Now for your uh, not presumably non Shrek uh, gaming gaming experience, gaming journey. Yeah, Shrek has not been involved in my gaming journey. Um, I have become a Twitch streamer. Congratulations. I have been streaming a video game to Twitch, and that video game is Xenoblade Chronicles 2, specifically the prequel DLC. The reason I am doing that game is because I had just finished a playthrough of the main game, and I was like, well, I want to try streaming Xenoblade Chronicles 3 when it comes out later this month, so I should probably try something else that I'm already familiar with before I jump into that, just to make sure I have all of the tech and logistics down. So yeah, I've been doing that, and it's been fun, and you have been to at least one of the streams? That's true. I was at the farmer's market and caught a little bit of your stream, uh, which was fun, because at that point in the stream, your characters were like also kind of uh, hunting for food and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah objects so it's kind of nice yeah you do a lot of that in uh open world games hunting for things around the environment <laughs> foraging yeah but i i've been doing that and um i don't know if that it's been it's been kind of fun to just like try doing a new online thing i i haven't done before and well one thing i guess if i, I can offer uh <laughs> I admire your voicing, commitment to voicing a lot of the unvoiced lines. Yeah. And um, I don't know if they are like the characters themselves are vaguely British oh, yeah. or that's just like the fantasy accent. But you're like uh, ethereal, like fantasy British child voice. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, my all of all of the characters are voiced in the game, but they have unvoiced scenes. So. During the unvoiced scenes, I am trying my best to emulate the voiced characters, and I am better at some than others. Like, I, I feel like I've really nailed down the the, the Welsh child <laughs> accent, but um, but some of the others I, I, I struggle with. But yeah, yeah, that is, uh, <laughs> I never know whether that's upsetting if someone who is British <laughs> watches the stream, but oh well, they can deal with it. Very true. Yeah, so that is that has been my my gamer journey. <laughs> I've also been um, I've just generally been consuming a lot of Xenoblade fan content in my uh, hype for the new Xenoblade game, which is coming out this month. And it is a smaller fandom than some of the other Nintendo related video game fandoms, but they're a very productive one in terms of like fan content. <laughs> what all else is up? Sorry, I'm I'm eyeing with like caution. Uh Coco the dog is staring mm. intently out the window and she is going to start barking. Ooh. Okay. So that's what's going on with me. <laughs> um <laughs> Fourth of July did happen in the time since we recorded, yeah. as well as like to for me, the bulk of like my summer break. Oh, <laughs> I am now sort of um, I kind of go back to school, go back to work um, August first. So I am like at the end of my fun filled uh, days of of summer break. Yeah, I don't know if you have sort of a seasonal shift <laughs> as well coming up, but. I am sort of in the, like, how much have I wasted (laughs) this time Mm. kind of moments of summer. I don't really have much of a shift in terms of my schedule, but I do have a shift in terms of how much I appreciate and enjoy the weather. Like, I mean, I like summer and I like fall, but when winter arrives, I'm going to be upset about that. But I do like the the long days of summer and being able to on weekends do things that involve being outside and and stuff yeah during uh, the time we were not recording um i went on a camping trip with uh my sister and my uh 
nibblings, we'll call them. And the sun does not set <laughs> until very late. Yeah. <laughs> until, you know, like 8.39, there's still, like, daylight. Um, one of the things my older niece, uh, who was seven, really wanted was, like, to do stargazing. And we discussed, well... Maybe if we do a fall or winter camping mm. trip, we can go camping again and do stargazing. Because I think when we were camping, it was also like, oh, there's a special full moon that's, you know, going to be really good to look at. But it's like, but everyone go to sleep mm. <laughs> is, is the vibe. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've been camping. And I don't know anymore if... I can do that if I can camp like uh, because of like I have sleep apnea and I use a CPAP machine when I sleep mm -hmm. um, and I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are battery operated mechanisms to keep a CPAP running for a night or two, but but I don't know. It seems like not as conducive to camping. No, you would not be a good candidate for like backpacking or outright tent camping, but perhaps, uh, so this, this specific campsite had like an attraction called the Hobbit house, um, <laughs> that, you know, was kind of like a, a, a little under a hill built in and also kind of offered amenities that are not, you know, you get every single camping place such as mattresses, electricity, Kind of like, you know, some furnishings inside of your your camping site. Um, and that was the most expensive option. So we did not do that. Mm. But that offered <laughs> kind of a like bad if you're expecting a hotel, but absolutely luxurious if you're expecting a camping kind of aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. We, we were tent camping, but... Um, the family that was in the Hobbit house right next to us, uh, a sort of very uh, social uh, six-year-old who was in that family nice. came and really, really, um, he was the only kid like in that family group and like saw that my three uh, nieces were there and was like, yes, finally, social contact um, and introduced himself. But yeah, uh, this was a campsite that kind of had like very, you were on the dirt, you have a tent between you and the dirt and maybe a rolling mat or kind of cabins with no electricity cabins mm. that are kind of like tree houses, fancy. And yeah. um, I'm, I'm of kind of Girl Scout camping, summer camp experience, so for for me, it had been quite a while since I'd gone camping, but when like little problems would come up, like, oh, we forgot the big pot we were going to put water in, or, oh, you know, we weren't expecting this kind of thing to happen, um, it was something I felt like, oh, I have this experience mm. for. Uh, it, it was a comfortable camping experience. That's good. I mean, I back when I was in Boy Scouts, I did camping a lot, and I did... um various different versions of it um and i'm sure yeah. there are some versions of it that i could still manage but i mean i think the like the version where you hike to a location and then set up a tent there or where you sleep outside without a tent like those those versions are, are probably not for me anymore yes for your breathing which is <laughs> significant to uh making it a good a good experience yeah. i would say you generally need to do that yeah it's a good one to 
sort of you you can leave out a lot of sort of luxuries when you're going camping but <laughs> mm. some some are really necessary how are you feeling about the state of the pandemic the thing that this podcast is ostensibly about yep this is the thing i did have like like are we going to are we going to be inclusive now of monkeypox yeah i it is on my radar of um there can't be like there can't be two there can't be two of them. Well, this is like <laughs> I don't think monkeypox is a pandemic. Okay, where would you where would you rate it? Because I've like kind of disease terminology wise, pandemic has subsumed kind of all of the other knowledge I've um, had of like w- what it is before that mm. um, epidemic Dis- uh, disease. I mean outbreak outbreak yeah outbreak that's multiple places yeah i don't i don't know i don't know i just feel like uh, maybe I, I said i said with confidence that i didn't think it was a pandemic that is based on very little i just know i haven't heard it called pandemic yeah but yeah it's um it's not good um yeah i'm not in favor of monkeypox, and i don't yeah i don't want it and i guess you know being super not an expert on monkeypox, it's just kind of disheartening to sort of like the kind of positive of monkeypox is that it would seem that there is sort of already with smallpox vaccines or an amount of like things we already have and don't have to invent that are good at combating monkeypox but disheartening because we're not using the tools that we already have um yeah it's also um it's hard to talk about monkeypox for what it is because it it seems only like it can be talked about in terms of the ways in which it is different from COVID. Mm-hmm. It, like everything is with reference to COVID. All diseases are, are, are judged with reference to COVID now. It's very strange. Um, yeah. I will say with monkeypox, there's also like the, uh, a lot of HIV AIDS yeah. kind of like both in similarities as a disease and also like similarities in kind of like scapegoating of like, there is kind of a lot of like, starting to be perception of like oh is monkeypox something that only gay men should be concerned about or is it a s- s- kind of like who who do we blame for monkeypox spreading when that is a highly visible population who will have outbreaks but kind of what is the word like then assigning that as a like uh this is the population who is getting it and drawing not great uh kind of conclusions from that yeah yeah and it's it's almost impossible not to not to connect that back to as you say the hiv and aids yeah situations and 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 how how that was talked about and not talked about specifically in america and probably in other places as well I will say that monkeypox is not something I hear talked about all that often. And so it's not something, and possibly as a result of that, it's not something that I devote as much anxiety to as I do COVID. Yeah, that's still, I I would say, still um, feels the kind of proportion of my (laughs) worry that are COVID-related and that are, that is much more (laughs) still as well. Mm. I will now sort of update Spike, the cat, is just staring at me, Hmm. and I don't know what that means. Mm. Does it have to mean something? Can it not simply be? I don't know. Now, Spike, the cat, is, like, very intently not looking at me, Mm. so that I know that 
know that he's not looking at me. Anyway, I just give these updates so that if if anything turns to chaos and like we <laughs> we we lose our Skype call or I, I go silent. Mm. Um, so you, you know what my last sort of marked <laughs> uh, interactions with the the other beings in this house were. Mm. Yeah, this can be this can be used as evidence in the investigation. Cat, cat attorney. Yes. That's, uh, I know we've left a uh, video game corner, but uh, there was a really cute looking um, video game that seems to be coming out about like a stray cat. Yeah. Stray. Yeah. Uh, that's like really activating my like latent, like was really into warrior cats mm. uh, as a middle schooler kind of um, aesthetics. Um, I, I hope that game does well because <laughs> it looks really cool. Yeah, I've not heard um, reviews of it, but I do remember when it was first announced, a trailer for it was at the PlayStation 5 event or something like that. And it lo- yeah, it does look really cool. Just the, the aesthetics of it. It's like you're a stray cat in like a cyberpunk robot world. <laughs> and like who doesn't want to be that? Mm, yeah, no. Um, if we're if we're back on video games. <laughs> so I think we've spoken in the past about my my movie club. Have we? Yes, I think so. I have some friends with whom I watch movies most weeks. Not We took the past couple of weeks off, but we take turns proposing series of like, oh, we're going to watch a number of movies along this theme um, and then watching them. And I'm not the next up, but I'm the next after the next up. Uh, and I have, um, I'm thinking I might want to do a series of video game movies, which mm. is a genre of movies that has a very poor reputation. But I've been kind of mulling this over privately. And I have been kind of trying to think to myself, like, am I going to make these people watch a Pokemon movie? That's that's immediately like trying to think of case examples for video game movies. Detective Pikachu was my only example. Well, there's also Sonic the Hedgehog. You know, there's a, there's a Final Fantasy movie. There's you know Resident Evil movies. There's yeah, um, mostly the genre does not have like a good reputation, but uh, I was not thinking Detective Pikachu. I was actually thinking one of the animated Pokemon films. Oh, yeah. Of which there are, I think, 22. There there are so many. Uh, the Mew one I cried at, so. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that was the first one. Yeah. That's Pokemon, the first movie. Yeah, that's a really good one. You should make uh, your friends watch it <laughs> and so they can cry. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if they would appreciate this. But but yeah, I um I was also thinking of watching. There is a there is a Japanese language um, Ace Attorney movie that I have never seen, despite being a huge Ace Attorney fan. Uh, so I figured I'd, I'd throw that in there, and we could watch that. I think like one thing that's fun about uh, I don't know. I'm imposing things on your movie club, not having been in it or know anything about <laughs> it. But I think it's fun to like stretch the definition of like what can encompass a movie. Like I, I have like a book club with some of my friends from high school, and um, one of the things I am like thinking of um, putting as an option is uh, one of the Kingdom Hearts uh, light novels, or uh, also separate thing, one of the Kingdom Hearts uh, mangas, mm. where it's like book club. This has a type of thing you imagine fits that criteria and then it's like well what can stretch that and still (laughs) still kind of be something that we talk about and enjoy yeah yeah i think i think it's good to 
I think it can be rewarding just to just to stretch definitions to include other things within the category just for the sake of saying, well, well, what does it do to the way we think about this category when we, we include this other thing in it? When we think of a Kingdom Hearts manga under the rubric of book, what does that do to the way we think about the manga? And what does that do to the way we think about book? So true. Anyway, yeah. So just I, I, will, I will perhaps report back with whether I end up using that that theme and whether we do end up watching a Pokemon film. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was just, uh, no. Anime is not a video game. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say the movie I'm thinking of. But I, I was thinking of it as, oh, uh, here's a movie based off a video game. No. But, um, having started, um, there's a, a sound euphonium movie, um, that I think may be standalone. I, I only saw the part of it, um, but, yeah, I, have, uh, I actually haven't seen it, but again, like visually gorgeous, um, and seems to kind of entirely be um, based on kind of tangential characters that you would not need to have seen the anime, not video game. Of... Well, originally, a light novel. <laughs> is that true? Yeah, um, yeah, that series is based on a, a light novel series. That's cool. A lot yeah, of a lot of Kyoto Animation's um, series are so. Yeah, which like I guess again is a like it's so interesting kind of like especially for anime shows and manga that are kind of being developed uh, concurrently as opposed to kind of like I think the more like what I'm used to is like oh there's a book and then you adapt it years later into a movie mm. or something like that. Um, you can have some really fun stuff where it's like, oh, the adaptations are happening like much more uh, close in time to each other. Anyway, that, I was just like going to suggest that as a like <laughs> a beautiful uh, movie that I have uh, seen seen a part of and that was based on a video game. <laughs> but it's not. Um, nope. I'd play that game. I would. It would be, it'd be a wonderful uh, rhythm game. It, it, could, it could have like... Um visual novel segments and rhythm segments. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> anyway, um, do you want to talk about action items? We can talk about action items. I have them written down from last time mm-hmm. when we recorded on June 22nd, and there were two of them. Yeah. One was to write in a book that is not a journal, and one was to write in a journal once for 20 minutes. Yeah. Did you do either of these? Yes. Um I've done both. Hmm. I've been a lot more writing into book books, books that you read, but then you you can write on them you too. Write back. <laughs> you write they back. write things at you and, and you they write, write back at them. Yes, yes. Um, as well as sort of the initial reason I proposed uh, the writing in the journal action item was to remind myself to write in my goddamn journal. Uh, I did that as well. Nice. Yeah. I have not actually been writing in a journal. I have been writing in a planner, which for me, the way I journal and the way I write planners is similar. So um, I'm going to count that. Count it. <laughs> and we're, also... we're stretching the definition of journal to count that. Hmm. Yeah. And I'm also reading a book about thriving with adult ADHD because I think I have ADHD, but I have not been diagnosed. And the people I'm making an appointment with to diagnose me won't meet with me until September. So I'm trying to take steps on my own. And one of those is writing in a book. Nice. Do you, um, do you care to propose an action item for next time? 
Um, yes, but I'm going to be coming up with one on the spot. So let me, let me talk myself up to it. Um, I will also note that I am so close to finishing the journal that I've been writing in for, I guess, a couple years. I, if I try and think about time, Mm. then that will be another, this podcast won't end, but yeah, it'll be nice because this is a, from when I had so much, uh, Harry Potter merchandise, uh, journal. So this is like, has a prominent Hogwarts crest, uh, emblem on the journal. Um, and I, I no longer care for (laughs) wanting to, you know, just carry that around. I will keep the journal, but I, you know, am, am happy to, uh, close the book on it. I, I, also, yeah, this is in part with uh, separating, like, Harry Potter merchandise I want to keep. Harry Potter merchandise I've uh, burned because <laughs> I no longer want it, and it's therapeutic to do that. And I am looking forward to writing into my brand new journal that is Revolutionary Girl Utena themed that I painted myself. Um, so that can only happen when I uh, finish my old journal, because that is how... I do things. I see. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably just abandon one for the other, but that's, you have to do things your way. Yes. Yes. No, this, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> it just absolutely inconceivable. Uh, the, the journals that I write in, I already have to keep it because I have put some of my soul into the journal, so I can't abandon it if I want to, like I can stop writing in it, but I can't leave it because I have to keep it. Mm. (laughs) Anyway, that's on me. But for um, an action item, I think I want my action item to be putting a decoration or piece of art, hang it up on the wall. Oh, huh. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, my uh, my action item is going to be draw a picture. So that goes well with yours. (laughs) You can you can knock it on one or separately. Right. Draw, draw a picture, then hang it up. Yeah, yeah. We have the technology. We have the technology. And so I think we um, I think we can draw this to a close. Yes. The way we end every episode of Social Distance Warriors by talking about our Twitter <laughs> yes. that I don't remember the name of. SDW underscore pod. Yes. And also um, ending the episode by staying distant. Yeah. Going the distance.